Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. It's Genesis chapter 9, verse 5. If you're all there, say woo. All right, good. Let's go. New International Version. And for your lifeblood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal and from each human being too. I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood by humans shall their blood be shed. For the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you. Come on, lift your voice for a moment. We thank and praise you for your goodness towards us. Come on, lift your voice. Jesus' name, speak to us out of the volume of your word. May this be one of those messages that brings about great change and transformation in the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. One of the things that's taken place just recently is a horrible uh, assignment on the justice system of the United States of America, and you might have missed it. And I'm referring to the leak of the Roe versus Wade document from the Supreme Court. I'm going to deal with that today. Uh, now, we here at King's, basically on Sunday mornings, generally speaking, we cast vision and deal with things pastorally. And um, you said, well, I thought, that's kind of political, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we're going to get there. We do it all the time because we have to preach truth. There was the Black Robe Regiment at the Revolution, and they were at the Revo American Revolution. They were mightily used to, yeah. to gather people to stand for truth. And there's another black robe regiment. I might have a white coat on this morning, but I'm just telling you, God is raising up a people to speak truth. You say, are you a Republican or Democrat or independent? I think there's corruption everywhere. I'm a Christian. So I'm going to speak and preach and teach truth to you about abortion. I want to talk about abortion. And, and, and I want to first say, at the Supreme Court leak about abortion, now some say it's political theater. How many of you know what that is? Political theater is that which is orchestrated to bring about uh, a, uh, you know, the resolve of a particular party. Some say that leftists did it so that they would energize their base so that the midterm elections there wouldn't be such a wipeout. Some say the right did it to, to energize their base and to push this thing over to see Roe versus Wade defeated. So where do you stand? Oh, I stand against the defeat of Roe versus Wade. I have to. Why? It's not that I have to. I mean, I want to. I'm a Christian. And in the text that I read to you, you can't get away from that. You can't get away from abortion being murdered. Now, I'm not going to deal with certain things like rape and, and when the mother's dying. And, and I'm not going to get super technical. But clearly, clearly, in Scripture, abortion's wrong. Okay, I got a, like a weak amen. Can I, can I get a better amen? If you want to leave, you better do it now because it's going to get a lot in here. 
Oh, don't leave. Just force yourself to stay, and who knows, maybe you're, you'll be transformed by the preaching of God's Word. Clarence Thomas, a Supreme Court justice, said this. This is tremendously bad. Abortion draft leak changed the Supreme Court forever. He said it changed the Supreme Court forever, and I thought, well, that's, that might be a little over the top. But then you, then you look and you see people camped out at Supreme Court's houses, threatening their lives, intimidating them. And the problem is, understand this is a big problem, not just about the abortion thing. The problem is, it, just imagine if somebody told you something in confidence, and if you let out your opinion about it, it would hurt lots of people and cause a lot of problems for you. That would be called gossip. I think I'll preach on it. Tonight. Lord willing and the creek don't rise, I'll preach on gossip and slander tonight. You need to hear it. And so the problem is if you're a Supreme Court justice and you're making a decision or you're, you're in the process of making decisions and somebody leaks that and then you have people coming and threatening you, what does that do to you? That means, man, you're looking over, you're looking, you're looking over your shoulder all the time and the next, the next time you have to make a decision, you might be actually uh, intimidated or you might actually be influenced by those who are not, not into your opinion. And it, it erodes the whole justice system of the United States of America. And there's some moronic thinking. Is moronic a word? I believe it is. There's some moronic thinking that once a Supreme Court, Supreme Court decision is made, that should never be altered. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Anyway, I'm going to get into it a little bit. Do you have your notes? You have your notes? All right. Let's go ahead and and uh, bring this message to you. In times, uh, in apostate times in Israel, how many of you know what apostate means? Apostate's a military term for def a defector, somebody who's turned and left the military. So there's times when God's people turned and left his rule, turned and left his, his, the worship of God alone. And it's called apostate. There is a great falling away that'll come in the end. And uh, you say, is that now? I don't believe it is. I think there's, th there's a great ingathering and there's a great falling away. And th that's going to happen. And we read that in the book of Revelation. But they would worship this false god called Molech. It was a Phoenician god and required, required the death of your child. And they would offer babies in the fires of Molech and uh, in the valley of Hinnom. And it was a very evil thing. In Leviticus chapter 18, verse 21, it says this. And you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fires of Molech, nor shall you profane, fascinating, the name of the Lord your God. Everybody say, don't profane the name of the Lord. So follow the logic there. Follow the logic on what, on what Leviticus is saying, the part of the Pentateuch. The Torah, Torah, Pentateuch, same thing. First five books of the Bible. Most believe that Moses read it, wrote it, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. So when it says there that you shall not profane the, the name of the Lord your God, here's what he's saying. He's saying that literally murder to profane. Do you know what profane means? Don't use any profane language. So to profane. To, to profane the name is, is to, to denigrate, to, it's, it's, a, it's, a horrible, it's a horrible thing to profane the name. And literally, literally what he's saying is by, by killing babies, 
you're profaning the name of the Lord your God. Now, in actual fact, it's not just killing babies, murder. Murder is the most wicked thing that can happen in our world. Murder. Because it profanes the name of the... What does that mean? That you, by your very existence, are made in the image of God. And when somebody destroys the image of God, they're profaning his name. That's intense. And it brings a curse. Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 3. I'll set my face against him. Leviticus 20 verse 3. I'll set my face against that man and I will cut him off of his people because he has given some of his descendants to Molech to defile my sanctuary and profane my holy name. In 1973, 49 years, three weeks, uh, pardon me, pardon me, 49 years, three months, three weeks, and two days ago, a decision was made in the United States Supreme Court to legalize abortion. And since that time, there has been, what some, some would say, by some counts, 80 million babies killed. Killed a whole generation. It's been genocide. And so I want you to understand, I was talking to a Christian just recently, and they started making these, the, the, the basis of the reason, now this is somebody that served God their whole life. The basis of their reasoning was distorted, and I realized it's distorted because they don't know who they are. Listen, I didn't come, you might have come from an ape, but I didn't. Now, nobody here came from apes. We're all made in the image of God. Don't put that on Instagram. We're all made, we're all made in the image of God. We're all, all of us are, yeah, he, he spoke and made, that there was light. He, he created the seas and everything in it. But with mankind, he formed man and he breathed his breath into man. You are not like an ape. You're not like a porpoise. You're not like a turtle. You're not like a whale. Everybody say life. life. You're sacred. You're, a human being is sacred to God. Killings, killing of an innocent human being is murder. You say, well, they're not really human beings, so they come out. Oh, aren't they then? So let me, let me prove that. I, you need to take good notes so that, you, so that you can really understand what's being said, so that you can teach others that might be um, deluded. Made in the image of God. Just started another college class, and the whole, like this whole thing is on the made in, made in God's image. If you don't understand that, then you'll settle for less. If you don't really understand, there's a, there's a whole dehumanization plan from the devil to, and you see it through history, and I'm going to teach you and help you with all of that. Man is sacred. Man is sacred because he's made in the image of God. And, and we're unique. We think in terms of beauty. We think in terms of right. We th your dog, as much as you think the dog thinks in terms of I don't care, you can have the smartest border collie or whatever the smartest dog is. Whatever the smartest dog is, it does not think morally. Cats most for sure don't. Your dog might come on in and save you when you're drowning, but a cat will just look at you. You feed a cat, it knows it's the king. You feed a dog, it knows you are. <laughs> yes. 
Anyway, I, I do like cats, but I also like cat jokes. <laughs> I, love, I love animals. I love all, I love all, well, some insects I'm really not fond of. Like, uh, Pastor Karen, yeah, the insect, or not animals, that's true, but I love all of creation. There's some insects I don't like. Okay, there you go. An unborn child is a human being. Let's all say that together. An unborn child is a human. You know what's interesting to me, Nurse Jan? Minister Jan's also a nurse. And um, you know what's interesting to me? All the people that are for abortion are alive. You ever notice that? You ever notice that people that are for abortion, they're alive. And they can talk. I bet if you were to take a vote from the baby, if the baby could vote, the baby would be like, I want to live! <laughs> How many of you know that? <laughs> I want to live! An unborn child is a human being. Let me give you some scripture, Jeremiah. It's right in, right in your text, your notes. Jeremiah 1 and 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Let's just stop for a second and say that literally what the Word of God is saying there and also in the Psalms, which we'll go to in a moment, and you go ahead and turn to the Psalm. Psalm, what is it? Psalm 149, is that what it is? 139, thank you. Verse 13, go there. So literally what the Word is saying, before, before mom and dad or boyfriend and girlfriend or before anybody ever got together, I knew you. What if, what if that relationship was wrong and it was fornication? He still knew who came into the womb. It's amazing that we get to co-create. Wow. So literally, are you telling me that before I was in my mother's womb that God knew me? You, you exist before, before you're in a womb. You're a living human being before conception, according to Scripture. In Psalm 139, verse 13, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Wow. Yeah, and, and then you see, you know, the, another, another scripture. Can you imagine John the Baptist? Now, John the Baptist bore witness to Jesus from the womb. When? Right there in the book of Luke. Mary comes, and John's like, oh! He leaps in his mother's womb. He's worshiping. I remember singing over our children. We would talk to our kids. We would sing over them. They'd push, I'd push back. Karen's like, stop! And then, and then, you know, Hannah would get her foot under, under Karen's ribs. She'd be like, oh, come on, come on. It's a human being. And I will tell you that many who have children here, that, that you were, you, you're pregnant, you came, you came to church, your services, I want to tell you something. When those babies hear my voice outside the womb, they know who I am. Because they've been raised under, under the unction and the anointing and the voice of their pastor right here. I, I see it over and over. I say, oh, hi. And they're all. Five months pregnant, they can hear. 
there is an attempt on the, the devil's behalf. He works very hard to get you to think that you came from primordial slime. He works very hard to redefine humanity. And the reason he does is he's trying to destroy the image of God and man. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I'm just teaching you the word. So I had somebody, I was witnessing somebody at a gas station not long ago. And as I was telling them about Jesus and telling them about heaven and telling them about hell and, you know, witnessing to them, they said, oh, I, don't, I don't believe that. I believe in Elysium. I'm like, what? I think he got that out of the movie Gladiator. Some crazy psycho. I said, and he started telling me about his version of what that would be. And so after he, he said, and I think we all ride around on, like, on gummy bears. And I think it's like, and, and have edibles and stuff. That's, that's it. I'm like, well, what, what makes you say that? He goes, oh, that's what I think. I said, have you ever been wrong? Yeah. I said, you're wrong right now? <laughs> See, we don't, we don't, I'm not putting something out because it's my opinion. God doesn't stand over your opinion. I'm not saying and preaching to you my opinion. I'm preaching and saying to you God's word. God stands over his word to see it perform. And I hope that this message is being preached all around the nation. Say so they're rolling. I'm going to get to it. I'm ahead of myself, but I'm just irritated. Rolling back women's rights. What about the little girl that's in your womb? What about her rights? How about that? All right. There's an attempt to redefine human beings, personhood. Personhood. If you redefine what makes a person, you open a floodgate from the pit of hell. Can you, can you make that more clear? Sure. Do you remember Hitler? You know what Hitler did? It's the same thing that they're doing with babies right now in the womb. It's the same thing. And it's interesting. It's interesting to me that there's a, there's a shortage of baby food. There's a shortage of baby food and a fight going on for, for babies in the womb. You think that's a coincidence? It is not. There's an attempt to wipe out and dehumanize people. And what Hitler did... Hitler, Hitler did it's the same thing he did to same thing he did to blacks in America. Not Hitler, but same thing the devil did. They tried to make black people, African Americans, tried to make them not real humans. And they made laws in the Supreme Court for it. Yes, yeah, the same thing for same-sex marriage. No, it isn't. Homosexuality is not a civil right. If you, want to be, if you want to be homosexual, that's up to you. You'll stand before God for it. But it is not, it's not the same thing as being black, being white, being yellow, being... Come on, it's not the same. You say, well, yes, it is. You're born that way. Wrong again. There's no proof. There is no, there is no DNA. There is no... There's, they can find no proof in the genetic makeup of people that there's a gay gene. There is no gay gene. Why, why would you argue? Listen, I'm not against people who are, are homosexuals or struggling with same-sex attraction. I'm not against that. We, we have people, we help them all the time to get set free. It's illegal. Reparative therapy in, in California. Man, we in it today. Lift your hands to heaven. Come on. Woo. You're offending me. 
I'm not trying to offend you. I'm trying, I am attempting by the grace of God to teach you God's word. So homosexuality, homosexuality and the politics of truth by Dr. Satinover. I've mentioned it to you before. You want to go read that? Read that. It's about 20 people that rammed that whole thing down the throat of what we're all having to swallow. And they say, well, if they overthrow Roe versus Wade, they're gonna, then they're going to, next is same-sex marriage. Good. It should never have made a decision there anyway. And I preached on that when it happened as well. Hitler. What Hitler did is Hitler tried to make Jews non-persons. So they weren't real human beings. And he did that through a propaganda campaign like calling them useless eaters. They were less than. They were considered a scourge. And he convinced a whole nation to move in that direction. He said, well, my family's from Germany, and they didn't believe that. Oh, I know, I know that. There was lots of people that, that, that were God-fearing in Germany at the time, and there was lots of people that didn't believe that. And I promise you, every Jew didn't believe they were less sent. But the, the, there was such an antichrist spirit, because if the devil could destroy Jews and Israel, then he can basically prove that there's no God. But he can't do that, and, and it's impossible because there is a God, and God will stand over the covenant that he made with Israel, and, there, and, and that's just the truth. But if you could destroy Israel and you could destroy all Jews, then, that, that, then he's a liar. Well, he's not a liar. He's truth. In fact, he's the very definition of truth. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. But if you can dehumanize Jews, then it's easy to kill them, you see. Please don't hear me wrong. We're all human beings. Red and yellow, black and white, butterscotch. All of us. There's an attempt to redefine personhood. Supreme Court decisions can be wrong. And when they're wrong, they should be changed. Everybody say that. Supreme Court decisions can be wrong. And when they're wrong, they should be changed. For instance, the Dred Scott decision. Formerly Dred Scott versus John F.A. Sanford. Legal case where the Supreme Court on March 6, 1857 ruled 7-2 to that a slave, Dred Scott, who resided in a free state and territory where slavery was prohibited, in other words, was not thereby entitled to his freedom. That African Americans were not and could not ever be citizens of the United States. That is a Supreme Court... That's a supreme good. Everybody say that's not right. Right, Right, but they thought it was right. They made a decision was right. Seven racists, I guess. I don't know, seven insane people against two. And nine, nine. The whole Supreme Court packing, all of that is to overthrow and to bring forth ungodly legislation. You better get your voter card and vote. Who do you vote for? I'm towards the end of my message already. Who do you vote for? You vote the issues. Listen, I remember, and I'm sure you remember, Pastor Vince, I remember uh, when I was here and Obama got voted in as president. Now, we had people that were so excited that we had the first black president. And I'm going to tell you something. It was a beautiful thing that we had our first black president. And I pray we have another one. However, I did not vote on whether he was black or white. I voted on the fact same-sex marriage and abortion. Those are the main things. I couldn't vote for it. Why? Because he's for abortion. 
If we've offended you, I didn't hear that, but I wish I did. If I've offended you to the point where you can no longer go to church here, there's a lot of other churches. And there's great churches. And maybe you'll never hear this anywhere else. But I will tell you, I stand before the audience of one to give you the word. And I'm going to be held accountable for all of my preaching. I try to be as sweet as I can. I'm not, I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm telling you what God's word says. It's up to you whether you want to obey it or not. That's it. That's just it. Say, what about, what about, I know there's a lot of discussion. Dred Scott was a decision they made that was wrong. Plessy versus Ferguson is another one. May 18, 1896, court's decision was the case established a controversial doctrine of separate but equal. The Plessy versus Ferguson decision served as a controlling judicial precedent for more than 50 years. 50 years. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Because you, you can't... Listen, everybody bleeds red. We're all made in the image of God. Whether you're native Alaska, native Alaskans have been persecuted. Native Alaskans have been... There's been racism there. I've experienced racism as a white man. Before, before, before you're red and yellow, black, white, before any of that, you're a believer. And, and we're all human beings. And if you change personhood and you begin to change what people believe, then you've distorted the image of God and man, and then it's easier to kill. The Constitution is colorblind. No, it wasn't. There's a bunch of racists that wrote the Constitution. Okay, okay, okay. You can go and read books like The Original Intent of the Constitution, powerful book, written by David Barton, thank you so much. Yes, there were slave owners, and they were men, and they were imperfect. However, I believe that God, we're not calling it the word, but I believe that God inspired them to write things like this. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That means if a baby in the room, black, oh, oh, the whole, the, 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 the original founder, Pastor Karen's putting her hand, I'm going over here, I'm going over here, I'm going over here. Original founder, just in case I get in trouble, the original founder of Planned Parenthood, do you know why they, you know why they did it? The original founder was to, was to squash blacks in America. That's why they did it. They started these things. It was a whole genocide to wipe out blacks. Do you understand that? Black lives matter. Yes, they do. All lives matter also. Whether they can speak up for themselves or not. I'm wearing a band. I got this. Are you all all right? I just think this needs to be preached. In fact, I was so impressed by the Lord to preach it. I'm wearing this band. It's a life band I got from my, my friend, Lou Engel. And my prophetic son, I'm, I, my, my life band's been long gone. I don't know, it broke. I gave one away. And, and I, I never got another one. I had it on for years, back during the call, back years ago right here. So I'm like, I'm, I'm downstairs working on this message early this morning. I'm like, man, I wish I had one of those life bands. He's like, hey, Dad. You know, I got this band. I thought maybe you could. <laughs> I'm like, 
Thanks. Just had the thought. That happens over and over. Everybody say life. life. To overthrow slavery and to begin the turnaround of the prejudice and the hatred, we had to have a civil war. I think we need another one. And I don't mean physically, although some would argue that. We need a revolution in the spirit. We need an awakening in the church. And we need, listen, if we would just stand up and vote. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm happy to put myself in harm's way for that which is right. I don't, really, I don't really care. I don't care. I'm standing for someone whose opinion is far greater than, than anybody else's opinion. His name is God. And there's a judge. We'll all stand before him. Roe versus Wade caused the death of over 70 million unborn children. They call babies not humans, they call them uterine cell matter, fetuses. It's a semantical game to avoid the unavoidable. No, it's a baby. It's a human being. You're killing a human being. All men created equal. The creation of life is a divine act. And if you start doing that, you start dehumanizing life, you start dehumanizing all of life, then you're going to really end up in a problem, and it brings the issues of uh, uh, euthanizing people. Oregon has got the worst law. Oregon needs a great awakening. Women have become simply sex objects. Once you take away the responsibility that's been produced through the sexual act and the birthing of child, then you've just become a sex, uh, you've just become a sex object. You all know that children's church is upstairs, y'all. Do you know the reasons for sex? I'll tell you what they are. For making children, everybody say, be fruitful and multiply. The second reason is oneness. That's actually uh, the two shall become one. It is a supernatural event that takes place and should take place and only take place under the covenant of forever till death do us part marriage. It's so significant, so profound that it should only take place in the covenant of marriage. When it takes place outside the covenant of marriage, it, it, it puts ties and pulls pieces off of you. And, and I've counseled dozens and dozens, hundreds of people who have gone through incredible heartbreak, loss, bondages. You know, many people who have had m many, many sex partners been promiscuous. They're found that those that are psychotic have frequently been. Now, there are other, there's exceptions. I'm not making a blanket statement. But many people who are psychotic have multiple personalities and that they've been with multiple personalities. Because that act, whether you're married or not, makes you one with that person. Hello? Which in marriage is a beautiful thing. Sex is for, the actual specific act of sexual intercourse is for, come on, smile at me, <laughs> is for oneness, is for procreation, making children, two, is for oneness, and you know what the third thing is? Exactly. Everybody say pleasure. pleasure. Oh, no, they shouldn't be saying that. 
Don't say that. That's no good. You know the Lord did that on purpose. How's he going to populate the earth if it's extremely painful and grueling and terrible? Like, you're not going to want to do that. You're not going to want to populate. Oh, God, you've got to do that again. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. Father, help us. Pick up your cross and follow him. Let's have a praise break. Suppose it, the epicenter of pleasure and joy is the throne. The devil tried to steal that and, and twist it. <clears throat> Sweet. Excuse me, my fly's down. I'll be right back. Some of you are never going to hear anything else I say for the rest of the message. <laughs> for all those that I'm training and discipling or about preaching, you never want to do what I just did. Why don't you all just lift your hands? Just forget about it. Come on, Etcher, sketch that thing for a second. Oh. Life. Everybody say life. Life. Euthanizing, euthanasia has raised its ugly head, and there's all kinds of bills that are out there. So if you start talking about viability, that's an argument. Well, the baby can't live on its own. It's not about viability. So if they're old and they can't live on their own, they should then be offed? No. Life has value because you're made in the image of God from conception to death. You don't kill people because they can't work anymore. You're going to be old one day. If you redefine human beings from conception, then you're able to start to do some very wicked, evil things. And I want to say also that I have sat, my wife and I have sat with countless people who've been broken because of the guilt of abortion. And they weep and they cry and we pray and God heals and forgives them. All right, what must we do? Very simply, worship team, please. We must vote. Everybody say vote. You got to vote. And hopefully our vote counts. Hopefully our vote counts. And it does. It certainly counts before the Lord. He sees how you're voting. You don't vote whether someone's white or black. You, you, you vote the issues. Please understand. You'll, 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 you'll be held accountable for how you vote. Based on the issues, it's the issues, it's the issues. Somebody said, what are we going to do about our economy? If America turns back towards God and starts correcting its steps, the economy recovers. Everything turns around. It's not, it's not about the economy. It affects all of us. But righteousness exalts a people. Sin is a reproach to any nation. Do what you can to stop abortion. We're so close. Are you saying you hope that it's overthrown? Oh, yes, I certainly am. And then it goes to the states. And then we need to pray for the states. Abortion is not a, uh, it's not a form of contraception. It's not a form of birth control. You don't murder. That's not what you do. You're going to fornicate. 
Okay, that's on you. Do something so you don't make a human being. That's on you. I'm not saying fornicate. But I'm going over here. Somebody said, Pastor, I need to repent. I'm a fornificator. Like, no, it's to fornicate is to have sex outside of marriage. Adultery is having sex. No, wait, sorry. To fornicate is to have sex, not be married and have sex. Adultery is having sex with somebody when you're married, outside of your marriage. They're both wrong. So you say, well, it's my body. I can do what I want to. But it's not your body when you make another person's body and they don't get to choose. That's a problem. It's how about their body? What about their rights? Well, then you see, if you dehumanize them and you just make them into non-humans, then it's easy just to <laughs> wicked and we'll be held accountable for it. I do believe that Roe versus Wade, I pray, I'm, I've fasted, I pray in Jesus' name, overthrow that ungodly legislation. Overthrow Roe versus Wade in the name of Jesus. Overthrow Roe versus Wade in the name of Jesus. Say it with me. Overthrow Roe versus Wade in the name of Say it again. Overthrow Roe versus Wade. It's stand up on your feet and say it like you mean it from your heart. If you do, overthrow in the name of Jesus. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.